Welcome to The Average Shepherd. My name is Father Sam French, and today is Sunday in the 14th week of Ordinary Time, and the homily today is called Faith, Reason, and Humility. Let's begin. Our first reading today from the prophet Zechariah invites us all into a powerful scene. It's a king not girded in grandeur or wealth, but cloaked in a mantle of humility. He's not seated up on a throne, but he's riding on a donkey. Now, for all of us living in the age of the church, we know this king to be a prophecy of none other than Jesus himself. But I think it's the virtue of humility borne by this king that holds the key to understanding today's gospel, humility. Jesus says, I bless you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for hiding these things from the learned and the clever and revealing them to mere children. Now, these are beautiful and encouraging words for us, but they also hold a hidden warning within them. So what's going on here? Jesus is rejoicing with his disciples who have just returned from their first missionary journey. They're all likely overflowing with the joy and the satisfaction of their success. See, in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus had given them all extraordinary power to proclaim the good news, that is, the forgiveness of sins, to cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. And the disciples were able to do all of these these things successfully because they believed in Jesus. They loved Jesus, they trusted Jesus, and in return, they were reaping the rewards of authentic discipleship. They were reaping the rewards of interior peace, joy, satisfaction, all of which come from humble and childlike trust in God. And that's what we should have, humble, childlike trust in God. But what does Jesus say about the wise and the learned, from whom the true nature and power of the gospel seem to be hidden? Jesus is referring here to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the intellectuals of the age, who they probably encountered along the way on their missionary journey, some of whom were arrogantly demanding that Jesus explain the gospel to them entirely on their own terms, within their framework, before they would even begin to entertain the possibility of placing their trust in him. Now, admittedly, this approach of demanding answers from someone is probably a helpful tactic in journalism probably helps in politics and business too, but it's not the kind of approach you want to take with faith, especially when you're dealing with the Son of God. Because if Jesus Jesus is who he says he is, it might be the case that he knows and understands a little more than we do, despite all of our knowledge and our personal accomplishments. So I think the sin of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, which has probably sadly become more common today, is the sin of intellectual pride. Now, intellectual pride is the inflated sense of one's own human capacity or knowledge to the point that it impedes our openness to greater truths, especially those that which surpass human understanding. Intellectual pride is the insistence to rationally explain and grasp every aspect of our faith before ever submitting ourselves to it in trust. In our contemporary culture, we witness a tendency towards this intellectual pride in the rise of philosophies like scientism, sometimes called empiricism, the philosophy that just outright rejects any religious or spiritual claim beyond what can be empirically observed, measured, or quantified under a microscope. Unfortunately, such an outlook on life risks isolating individuals from the profound layers of existence that transcend our material understanding. Now, this is a tragedy because it extinguishes in people that spark of wonder, of humility, and joy that accompanies the acknowledgement of mysteries beyond our rational grasp. In case anyone accuses me now of being an anti-intellectual, that's not what I'm saying. Pope John Paul II wrote a beautiful encyclical called Fides ad Ratio, 
faith and reason. And I think he explains the, the Catholic position perfectly in one sentence. He opens with this line, Faith and reason are like two wings on which the human spirit rises to the contemplation of truth. In other words, we should all be making full use of our God-given rational faculties, but to do so in the context of believing God to be the author of all truth, both spiritual and scientific. Faith and reason go hand in hand, and they're never opposed to one another. So people are often surprised when they discover that the scientists responsible for proposing both the Big Bang Theory and modern genetic theory were both Catholic priests. Now, practically speaking, how do we go about, in our day-to-day life, fostering this humility in ourselves? And like the disciples, opening our hearts to the childlike wonder, joy, and satisfaction that comes from knowing, loving, and serving Jesus. Well, the answer, as it always is, is prayer, scripture, and the sacraments. These are all a priority. We need prayer and scripture to know what God is actually saying to us. We need confession or the sacrament of confession because it's the ultimate method of humility, becoming intimately aware of our own shortcomings and our need for God. And then there's the Eucharist because it brings us into communion with Jesus and builds us up with the grace and strength we need to serve God in mission. But beyond prayer, the scripture and sacraments, I recommend the Sherlock Holmes method. Sherlock Holmes was a good detective, as we all know from fiction, precisely because he followed every clue to the very end to unlock its full meaning and implications for the case. He never ignored a clue. So we should treat every question or doubt about the Catholic faith as if it were a clue. Never ignore a teaching or a doctrine simply because you can't fit it into your current framework or understanding. Because what has been revealed to us in God's word in the scripture, what we profess together in the creed, what we teach in the catechism, that's not meant to be the end of our understanding, but only the beginning. Trust that when you begin to apply reason to these things, these teachings, these doctrines, and deeply examine them, your faith, your wonder, your humility will only begin to grow. Now, I've been asking questions my whole life. That's a big part of my Uh, my deepening faith journey before becoming a priest or before joining the seminary. And when I've gone looking for answers, they've sometimes really challenged me, but they've never left me unsatisfied. And if I'm being honest now, and this is my, my pro tip, I've probably learned more from the Catholic Answers website than I've learned in my entire theology degree. That's just a reality because whenever I've had a question, I've always gone online immediately and started seeking it. So if uh, anyone is out there, has burning questions about the faith, I encourage you to go to catholic.com and just type in your question and see if there is already an answer waiting for you. So I encourage you, everyone listening to this this week, to do your detective work on any burning questions or even doubts you might have about your faith. But do so with a spirit of humility and childlike trust in God, knowing that his wisdom surpasses even the greatest of human understanding. So we're going to pray for that now. Father of all wisdom, in humility we come before you today, acknowledging that our understanding is but a grain of sand in the vastness of your truth. Teach us childlike trust in you to surrender our pride, to guide us on a journey of faith. May we never stop seeking, learning, and marveling at the riches of your creation. And in this lifelong pursuit, may we grow in love and service of you. We ask this in the holy and the powerful name of Jesus, through the intercession of our blessed Mother Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Thank you so much for listening to The Average Shepherd. If you want to help me spread the word and this podcast, please share with someone you think might benefit. Thank you and God bless.